Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. It's cool, man. Just especially just being a part of it, the first, the first one, and, and to be you know able to compete with these guys, you know Zach, Chauncey, and Tamika, you know great opponents, and um, all the guys who were involved, Trey. I mean everybody, Chris. I mean it was just a fun, fun environment to, to be a part of, and um, give us all something to do, you know, in, in this time that uh, we're all just sitting around the house. That's Mike Conley right there. The Jazz Guard wins the horse championship. He beats Chauncey Billups and then Zach Levine in the final. So he wins, and all I can say, PK, is it's good to be ambidextrous because he go to his offhand, sort of, start draining 20 and 25-footers, and then the, uh, the other person had no chance. Well, I think the best thing is that Mike Conley managed to salvage something for the Jazz. <laughs> the people sending out stuff on social media that he got revenge a jazz man beating a bull revenge for 98 uh, comedy 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 Donovan Mitchell appeared on Instagram live with hip hop star Fat Joe earlier this week asked about his relationship with Rudy Gobert Mitchell responded we ain't even going to talk about that we moved on I'm ready to hoop. I'm ready to hoop, man. I love my family, but I'm ready to get on the court and just get out there and play. So turning the page, not having any of it. I want to know, are we going to do this every day or do Dr. Fucci every day? Oh, I think we're going to do both. I don't kid yourself. I just don't have sound from Dr. Fauci today. I'll tell you, play it. What? Give me a minute. The Dr. Fauci sound (laughs) Got to hear from Dr. Tufo. Tufo? Yeah. California high school star Jalen Green, the number one prospect in ESPN's top 100 rankings, is making the leap. And he's got a new pathway. The NBA doing something a little different here. It's a G League initiative that will apparently pay him, or other elite prospects, a half million bucks plus and provide a one-year development program outside of the minor league's traditional team structure. So he won't... He won't be on a team flying to Iowa and flying to Idaho and going to Reno and wherever else. Play a handful of games. Won't get worn down. Won't have to play older veteran guys in that league. Maybe have his value diminish. Green's fellow top prospect, Isaiah Todd, is expected to join Green in the program. Other prospects could follow suit. Now, if they ever get it ironed out with the Players Association, these guys could go straight into the draft out of high school. But in the meantime, instead of playing one year of college, they've got this pathway. And now, presumably, he's going to be able to sign a shoe and apparel contract here to make even more money. And I think a side benefit of this is these are the type of players that we've seen in the past uh, colleges do whatever it takes to get. And we've heard allegations of paying guys for home visits and paying people a hundred grand and blah, 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 and on and on and on. And those guys are supposed to be difference makers. And now it looks like a couple of difference makers aren't going to have any part of college at all. Okay. I got a lot of questions on this. A G League initiative. I have no idea what that means. I don't follow much of the G League. Who is doing this? What does a G League initiative mean? It, it Who's sounds this? like they are setting up a 
not even a team, but a program that is... Who's sep- they? The league, the NBA. The G League and the NBA together. Like Rod Strickland has a role. I mean, people know him because he They're creating played. a new team in Southern California that'll, uh, that will adopt these guys. But they'll only play like a dozen games. They won't play a full G League schedule. And they'll get coaching, and they'll do one-on-one development, life skills, financial stuff, the whole spectrum of stuff that they presumably would be getting if they were with a team. But the thing they aren't going to have to do is grind on bus trips and short plane trips and play three times a week and the 60 games and all that kind of stuff. Why is that a grind? That's that's called a schedule. Yeah. We act like that's a negative. Uh, Apparently... Players and their parents and their agents and some combination of all of that and their AAU coach and whoever else think that that's not a great way to showcase their skills and could damage their value in the draft the following year. So they've been offered it. They haven't done it. And what they've done instead is gone to Australia, gotten really good money, only play part of the season, and then shut it down and walk away. And the so NBA the doesn't NBA like that. NBA Players Association has no say over the G League? That's a good question. I do not know the answer to that. Because if they don't, then why not just let them go into the league in the first place? This is a league-sponsored thing. I don't understand it. Well, what, I, I What's think the difference? I don't, I don't know the answer there, but what I would suspect is that the owners want something from the Players Association in exchange for lowering the draft age. And the players are like, no, you've shown your hand, you're going to lower the draft age. We're not giving it. And I, I haven't read what it is that they're bargaining over, but I know that the bargaining, which at one point seemed to be going smoothly, now you're reading stuff about, well, when they eventually get it hammered out, it's not clear to me what they're arguing over or debating. All I assume is the owners want the players to give something up, and the players aren't willing to give it up. And Wait, I don't know what so that is. What, what, What's to stop the pl- the owners from drafting these players in the first place? What are, what are the players going to do? What legal contract do they have that allows them to have a binding agreement that forces the league not to draft an 18-year-old? Well, it's just the owners not wanting to. I mean, they set this rule, and so the owners aren't doing it because I assume I assume they could do what you're saying if they wanted. But they don't want because they want something from the Players Association. But I don't know what that is. I mean, that's just me guessing. What do they need to draft an 18-year-old? Nothing if they just wanted to draft him, but they don't. They want to get something back from the players in negotiations. I think. Who's who's against drafting 18-year-olds? The owners and the commissioner. They currently, yeah. And now they're willing to be flexible on it. But David Stern made a big thing about that, you know, I don't know what it was, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And so now, presumably, if they're going to go back, they want something from the Players Union. And I think the Players Union is like, I think they're basically taking the attitude you are. Draft 18-year-olds, draft 18-year-olds. Why why should we bargain anything away for that? Sounds like you want to do it, so go ahead and do it. Well, yeah. Well, then they don't have to give anything away. That'll never—you'll never get to that point. Then I, why would the players give up something I, if you want to draft eighteen-year-olds? What do we care? I'm with you. Draft I, them. I think that's what so, they're but, saying. This will never—if this is an issue, it's never going to get resolved. That could well be. I mean, we got this. Is me guessing here and just reading as this thing came out here in the last twenty-four to forty-eight hours that. There was something to be bargained, and they didn't spell out in any of the stories I read what it was. So I think you're right, and I think that's the wall they've run up against. The players are not motivated to bargain. Uh, The players are saying what you're saying. You want to draft an 18-year-old? 
knock yourself out. It's your rule. We didn't like it in the first place. And maybe the owners at some point will come to the thought that, hey, we do, we do want to draft these 18-year-olds, and these guys aren't going to give us anything, so they'll just, they'll just go ahead and do it. But it doesn't sound like they've gotten to that point yet. Yeah, I don't see this G League initiative working very well. Players I think go a, to college yeah. so they can be stars. Not stars on the court, but that the, the reason why people choose the University of Arizona is because there's 14,000 75-year-olds in the stands. And so when you come out of the tunnel, they cheer for you, and the band is playing, and the cheerleaders are dancing and doing their thing. Well, you're never going to get this here. You're going to get at Redondo Beach High, where they used to play. I don't know if that's where they still play the South Bay Lakers stuff, but that's where they used to play it. And that's where they used to have the Summer League. And no one's going to be there. Who cares? Right, but I think the difference is that he's getting $500,000 and the ability to sign a shoe and apparel contract for whatever he can get in one year there. And that's just way more money than he would make going to whatever elite program and getting whatever under-the-table payment he could get. Right. So you're going to have two or three of these guys. Yep. Yeah. There's not going to be 12 guys who are worth $500,000. I agree. You're not going to be able to form a team of elite. There's never 12 kids coming out of high school who are going to be all that. It never happens. And so I, there's not going to be enough guys. And in time, they'll realize this is a dumb idea. Yeah, you can get one or two guys or maybe three. I understand that. But you're not going to be able to get a whole team you're going to have, it's going to be like a triple A. You'll have two or three prospects and then 22 other guys on a team, and you've got 15 of those teams that are just roster fillers, so they have somebody to play against. Right. And I think that's largely so that's, it's, it's the model. It's not going to fly. That's largely the model the G League has right now. And I think that this is, I think you're right, I think this is totally a stopgap. I would think in a couple of years that these 18-year-olds are just going to get drafted. There isn't going to be a G League initiative. The rule will get changed. Whatever is going on with the collective bargaining will get ironed out, even if that's the owners just deciding to change the rule and not get anything back. But whatever, and in a couple years, I don't think we'll be reading about this. I think we'll be reading about 18-year-olds getting drafted. Well, even that's two, that's two different things. Even if the rule of 18-year-olds is not drafted for the next 100 years, this thing still isn't going to work. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. He's the best guy in the draft. Do I think he's as good as, say, Andrew Luck? No. Is he John Elway? No. But he's the best guy in the draft. And, and, and I, when I did a poll of 27 teams in the league, 23 had him ahead of uh, Tua. And that's with Tua totally healthy. That right there is one of the Kinahan clan. PK's cousin, Charlie Cassidy. He's your cousin, right? Or uncle? Cousin. Uh, my father, uh, my uh, my grandmother, uh, her maiden name is Casserly. So yes, he's a cousin. He's a, he's not a first cousin, but he's a cousin. My grandmother Kinahan, her maiden name is Casserly. Charlie Casserly, longtime NFL executive, assessing the state of quarterbacks in the draft. Joe Burrow, he's not John Elway. Well, so few people are. So there's that. But he's the best guy in the draft, and he says Burrow was in front of Tua even before Tua got hurt. So, Burrow go number one. He doesn't expect anything crazy when the draft starts. Not at number one, no. 
NFL still plans to release its 2020 schedule on May 9th based on a full season. Link sources told ESPN's Chris Mortensen adjustments to the schedule will be made as and if necessary, the source said. Multiple contingencies remain in discussion by the league. No surprise there. They get a ton of pub out of releasing the schedule, so they'll get it. And then they'll get another ton of pub and be the story again when they... Do, do I need sources on that? Yes. Can you give me a source to tell me which direction the sun sources. is rising this morning? Sources. Denver Broncos star Von Miller tested positive for the coronavirus. He told Nine News in Denver, it's crazy. I have to be quarantined here at the house. There's not really any medicine or anything like that. Dr. Garrity told me if my breathing changed... Well, honestly, I'm, I'm still new to this. This is like an hour since I learned I tested positive. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'll tell you what, I'm in good spirits. I'm still Vaughn. I'm not feeling sick or hurting or anything like that. So apparently, it's uh, kind of a Donovan Mitchell asymptomatic. Jags, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette went to social media and said he wanted the team to sign free agent quarterback Cam Newton in an effort to upgrade the roster. Cam went to the Super Bowl, Fournette said. He's a great guy. I've been knowing Cam for a minute now. And like I told some people to talk to me, it's no disrespect to Garner Minshew. I'm just trying to get in the best position as a team as we can to win. That's what it's all about. Just friendly competition because that brings out the best in people. Waiting for Cam Newton to land somewhere, either as a backup or with a chance to compete. This would look like one of the better chances for him to compete. Unless the, the Jags are completely... Locked in on the former Washington State quarterback. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. It's harder to do it at the collegiate level without students because one can't really exist without the other. So this is really a comprehensive plan now where it it has to be in lockstep. So many football programs have existed as their own model, and those that have existed as their own business model are struggling right now. Those that have been intertwined with the university are going to get through this a lot quicker. That's Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly right there talking about the future of college football and college athletic departments. You know what he's getting at with the whole intertwined with the university? The university is getting a university writing a check to support him? I don't know what he means by intertwined. Big words. USC quarterback JT Daniels has entered his name in the transfer portal, Coach Clay Helton said. Daniels was lost for the season in the 2019 opener, tearing his ACL. Gidon Slovis emerged to become the Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year. In a statement, Helton did not rule out Daniels' return to the team. They also had Matt Fink play a little bit, so three quarterbacks there at USC. And JT Daniels looks like he wants to see if he can be a starter somewhere, PK. See, this is where he should be. The NCAA should step in and allow him to be immediately eligible. Now, they're talking about that rule and I've spoken to a couple people, and I think that's going to pass anyway. So the kid has to be, uh, he'll likely be immediately eligible because of this rule. But even without this rule, this injury occurred in the first game of the season, right? So he basically had to stay there, and he didn't play. I mean, he only played at, what was it, uh, uh, even uh, less than a handful of series before he went down, right? And so he has to stay because he's got to get the medical stuff. But he didn't play 
99.9% of the season last year. So in my mind, they should allow him to count that as the redshirt season because he didn't play. He missed virtually the entire season. Now, I realize he wasn't established in residency and all this jargon that you have to have in order to be eligible at another school. But the fact that he didn't play, and he needed to be at SC because those that's where the medical people were that were treating him, so he couldn't leave. But the NCAA needs to step in and say, well, you, do, you already sat out a season last year because of your injury. We're not going to make you sit out another season if you transfer. The common sense would be benefit for the kid, male or female, any situation. Because of had happened so early, you know, if it happens in the last game of the season, it's another story. But it happened in the first game of the season, he sits out the whole year, he should be immediately eligible. Uh, that makes a ton of sense, and if they change the rule, then it'll automatically happen. But otherwise, you start uh, applying for waivers, and uh, then it gets crazy, and who knows. And you're right, he played less than a half. He got hurt right before halftime of that Fresno State game. I mean, he barely did anything at all. And technically, that was probably before they started school. He could have just transferred and been out of there. Except, like you say, he needed access to all the medical people to have the surgery and rehab after tearing his ACL. Georgia football staff member Jeremy Klosky, who was hospitalized for six weeks while fighting COVID-19, was released from the hospital. 32 years old, he was a video coordinator. He'd been in the ICU. Had to be sedated and all of that, but he is out, so good news there. DJ and PK, what is trending? Just brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke, radio voice for the Utah Jazz, joins us at 8 o'clock. John Clayton, Washington Post contributing columnist, radio host on 710 ESPN in Seattle, will join us at 9 o'clock to talk about the draft and all the local prospects and where they might go. We'll talk with John Clayton at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.